0: Welcome back to the Talk Too Much podcast. My name is Cena Palavan. I'm your host. This is episode number 33 with Mr. OSF Collections. I refer to him as Mr. OSF. I was very excited to put this episode out, all right? Why? Many reasons. I have been looking to interview a collector for a while. Um, why is this? We all know the NFT community is going upwards right now, right? The thing is, I'm looking around it and I see a lot of artists struggling, a lot of people feeling discouraged and their art is beautiful, it's amazing. And that got me thinking, why aren't they selling? You know, what can we do to help some of these younger artists sell? So that's when I was like, okay, if I wanna actually provide value to my network, I need to find some collectors and really ask them about the space. Mr. OSF Collections was very kind enough to do this interview with me. Um, And truth be told guys, before this interview, I was nervous. I was really nervous. I was. I got on here on my Zoom. I was like, "Oh my God! I don't know how he looks like. I'm about to talk to a collector, someone in the space." This dude was so humble, nice, um, appreciative of me, and supportive. And he really, the value he provided in this episode is exponential. All right, if you're a young artist out there and you're struggling, you want to be big in the space, you want to make waves. We discussed scarcity. We discussed how to approach this game from a business perspective. We established what collectors are looking for out of young artists. <clears throat> we talked about not just establishing a good rapport with the collectors, but establishing a good rapport with the community. That means bringing value to your network. That means networking, reaching out to people. Everybody's out here just creating these beautiful pieces. And that's important. You, That's the standard, right? You need to be a certain level of talented like a certain level of good to have to get notoriety in the sport in this game right that's established that's we know that the thing is though that a lot of these artists don't understand is you don't just post your piece and it just shows itself in front of everybody's faces you got to market right you got it that's a lot of the game in fact that's probably the majority of the game is building a brand and a community it's tiring but that's the key and Mr OSF came on here to bring that value to my network and I think you guys are going to really get a, an inside look at what collectors think like, what they're looking for, and any big um, projects, art pieces that are coming up in this space. Everybody, thank you so much for uh, joining me on this journey. I really think this episode specifically, um, and the one next week, because I have another collector coming on next week, who, and Mr. Nick is awesome too. But these two upcoming episodes, I think, are going to provide you exponential value. Um, I'm very excited for you guys to see what Mr. OSF said. If you guys have any, uh, need any help, you have any questions about this space, you still don't understand. If you need any specific questions on how to grow, how to maybe get your pieces noticed, send me a comment below. I will take the time and look through them and I'll get back to you and I'll reach out with a thoughtful answer, but send me the comments below. Let's stop wasting time and let's get into the episode. (laughs) hey what's up man aren't you gonna don't you want to put the the mask on you said
1: yeah i was trying to find a mask i couldn't find one so i don't know if it's i don't know if you're able to like put something over my head i could, or... put, I could put
0: something like that yeah I like i have that na- i appreciate I an av- you for trusting me yes thank you i got yeah, you.
1: all good all good so i have an avatar maybe i'll send you that and you can put that in yeah. my head that'd be great
0: if you, if you could yeah, yeah that that'll be that'd be great I'll, I'll edit it in and don't worry no one will see your face um awesome perfect. So I'm actually very excited to talk to you just because <clears throat> I've been trying to, as you know, I have a, a crypto podcast. And before I get started, yeah. actually, what may I refer to you as? OSF. OSF. Okay. So I'm OSF Sina, there. Just, Sina, just to it.
1: Yeah, nice to meet you, Sina.
0: Um, so I, I was very interested because I saw you were a collector um, and I really wanted yeah. to, I've been talking to a lot of artists. I've been talking to a lot of figures in DeFi. Uh, at these protocols but um, a, a collector is someone I haven't really um, gotten their perspective from so if you could please as OSF introduce yourself and uh, how well how you got to be where you are and what is it exactly that you do because you have quite a collection yeah hi guys so uh,
1: OSF is a uh, is name I go by um, I started to be honest with you I started in the world of crypto really pretty early much much earlier than the many of the other collectors I, I think my first crypto investments were really in January of this year so I would consider myself as someone late to the crypto game if you like um, and then I stumbled upon the world of nfts um, maybe something like uh, mid to late February March of this year so I'm I'm very very new in the game um, but especially with nfts and, and the world of crypto art it became very clear to me that it was just the beginning of, of a growing industry. And it's something that I've viewed as, you know, cri- cryptocurrency is something I've, I've really kicked myself on missing out on in, in the last few years. But I do, I do definitely view the world of NFTs right now as, um, you know, as Bitcoin a few years ago or something like that. And I think it really is, even though we have seen some, some huge price action, I really do think it's the beginning and the start of, um, of endless possibilities, really, um, and particularly in the art world as well.
0: So why you said you're number one, I want to address one thing you said. You said you think you're late to the, the crypto game. Do you really think you're late just because when and I feel the same way because I started investing last year only. And, you know, when I still talk to peers and they're like, I feel like they're like, they're still not 100 percent sold on uh, Bitcoin and crypto, like I'll tell some people like, a uh, you know, 90% of my wealth's in, in crypto and they'll look at me like I'm crazy. Whereas I think that's a, a security, you know, or I have a fiat money saved up, but I have I'm, I'm very educated on the space and I, I believe in it fully. Do you really think that you started investing late?
1: Look, I think I'm, I think I missed out on the early games, yeah. but you know, as I told you, I still, despite that, I still invested a, a large amount of money. At the beginning of this year, because actually I still believe in it and I still believe there's there's still an insane amount of return to be had in, in various investments across the space. And you know, maybe maybe that's not just in Bitcoin, maybe that you have to look beyond Bitcoin and look into the to the realm of other things, which is what I have been doing and focusing on. But look, it's, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it like okay, yeah, I'm late because I missed out on, you know, making ten, hundred, a thousand x my money. But um, the difference now is that the the whole space has been adopted by larger corporations we're seeing that on a on a weekly basis and previously one thing that picked people off was the super volatile price action but you know i'm not sure we ever really see that again because of 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 the number of people that are in it now and the number of large institutions that are in it and people is something that people will need to own and you know i do i do really believe that in the next few years it will be talked about as an asset class that when you think about your wealth management, you should have some allocation to crypto. When you have think about large money managers that have some allocation to crypto. And to be frank and to be honest, people who aren't thinking about it that way on doing that now are going to miss out because it is something that's that's not going to be able to be stopped, in my opinion.
0: And do you think that, and I, I saw what you said interesting, That w- I found what you said there that was um, interesting. You said that there's still a large return to be had. Do you think that people should view, and again, this is not investment advice, so we don't give people investment advice, but do you- Of course, yeah. Do you view this more as a uh, investing in these things as a store of value, like hey, or do you need do you view these as um, a return on fiat money? What do you think is more important? Um, I think it's it, I think it depends
1: on, on what game you're trying to play. For me, really, it's a store of value. I mean, I look at if I just look at my fiat money, it's like, okay. Well, I can put some money in savings, and I earn like zero point one percent or whatever it is. Um, I can buy equities and, you know, stuff's at the all-time And You know, I actually think that market is a little bit overcooked or I can put it into to crypto or into art, which is really something that will store its value against any inflation or, or big reflation trade that we're about to see right now um, in, in the economy. Um, and it's something that's completely decentralized and you can't, like, the whole, for me, the whole concept of getting into it was because, like, governments printing so much money, the the the, the fear and prospect of huge inflation about to hit global markets um, because of what happened in the last year. And where can you find something where you can really store your wealth without losing it? And, and crypto is definitely one of it. And for me, that was the main, it was really the main um, reason why I got involved. And sure, like there are guys you know, you can buy stuff and get return on fiat and trade it around and stuff. But for me, really I want, I want to find longer-term projects that I like and, and believe in that I can hold on to that I really think could be worth a lot um, in the coming years.
0: So I, I like what you said there, as in um, everybody should start to acquire crypto, especially as a store of value. Now, 85% of the crypto ecosystem is uh, transacted on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, and there's you know a lot of speculation. Do you view these assets more so as, as you said, assets that people should collect to be able to have to maneuver in this new world?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, so you, you start you start then getting into the idea of art collectibles on on, on the Ethereum network, and then you have you obviously have you know a ton of altcoins, DeFi projects, various different things, and it depends how far down the rabbit hole you want to go. And I've I've been <laughs> I've been getting further and further myself, but um, you know if that. we if we if we look at the collectibles and art side of things. I think I think it's twofold. I think one, the the argument there is that we are heading into a digitalized world that's been accelerated by COVID and, and people spending more time at home. And you have these huge, you know, digital land projects. Um, you have the whole art world NFT world, and people have real online, like digital personas and digital profiles um, that they spend a lot of time on. And I do like you know I do believe in that. I don't think it's something that replaces in real life. Um, but I do think there's a real digital uh, lifestyle and economy and so buying collectibles um, you know buying a super rare like a super old uh, OG piece of art or you know buying like a really rare crypto fund or something like that buying these things I do view it as the same thing as like okay I just went out and bought a Rolex in real life and I can flash this around or I just bought a Ferrari and like you know when someone sees you have this cool avatar they're like okay wow this guy either was super lucky to get this thing real cheap or he just spent a lot of money on it and it gives you an instant reputation now i'm not really someone who likes status symbols and that kind of stuff but i can see i can see the attraction of it and it doesn't mean for me i can't have it as an investment <laughs> but that, yeah. that you know that really is the that stuff like that is taking off and you know you can speak to an in real in real life person that's like oh you know, this stuff and they'll take off this, this is rubbish but at the end of the day, people are spending money on it. People are spending more and more money on it and it's gaining reputation and traction. So I don't, something like that, I think will only continue.
0: I actually fully agree. I think this is more so the introduction of a new space. I actually don't even understand skeptics because there's just so much hype around it. And there's no denying some of the majority of projects won't last, but, I think this is like the A-B testing period where we find out who lasts, what works. This isn't so much a, a bubble. I don't even see, to be honest with you, I find that argument very hilarious. Now, I noticed you said something very interesting. Do you believe that art should be um, an allocation of your investment portfolio going forward with this new world? Because you 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 talked about collectibles a lot. What I found uh, sustainable on the art side is the use cases of these pieces. A lot of people can get creative with these use cases And just separate themselves from their competitors so do you believe as um that going forward these art pieces are actually a solid you know allocation of your investment portfolio again not investment advice
1: yeah look i i I really strongly believe that i view cryptocurrency and the whole world of crypto is an alternative asset investing in art is an alternative asset within the crypto world and you know that's the same thing as if you think of your fiat investments you can invest in in um physical art, you can invest in wine, you can invest in whiskey. And these are all alternative investments which are higher risk but offer you you know much, much greater returns than, than the, the original stuff. So I do think there is potential huge, huge return in the art space, especially if it's something that can compete with, and I do believe it can compete with the physical art world. And oh yeah. The, but the, the risk is huge the risk is large you know buying art is a much bigger risk than buying Bitcoin because look if you want to sell your bitcoin you just go on the exchange you sell it you get the get whatever you want in return for it if you own 100 pieces of art you have to go and find a, a, a hun- you have to go and find buyers for each 100 pieces of your art and it's not like you can wake up today and say okay I want to monetize my art portfolio like let me do it in a, in a couple of clicks it's not like that you have to find buyers for for what you want people who appreciate and see the set value in the same way as you do so really i think the the upside and the returns are, not, are massive but i do think you have to spend a lot of time picking and choosing what you like and what you think will have value in the future um and that's something that yeah, i think i think you have to be careful with i think the risk and i see a lot of people doing this i think the risk is just piling in a ton of your money into the art space but you know, you have to have, you have to, if, if it's something you're not willing to hold forever, you do have to have an exit plan. Think about how you're going to then sell that in the future.
0: So this is very interesting that you said that just because um, as we get, I, you said at the beginning of this episode, we're still very early in this NFT space. Um, so there's going to be a lot more projects that come on. Now, I, I, I very, I couldn't agree more with what you just said. And I think I, I need to clip that part because a lot of young artists that get into this game, see dollar signs, they think, oh, I'm going to create something, post it, and I'm going to make a lot of money. But And I'm just going to tell you from my experience. So I, I'm, I'm trying to do something unique with the collection. I'm trying to create a podcasting collection, two of them. One of them, just uh, Cinema 4D pieces. I integrate a clip from an episode, into, and I create a beautiful artwork. I posted my first one a week ago, and it's like three days left on auction. So it was it's an interesting experience for me because I asked someone, they're like, use OpenSea, get connected with the MetaMask. So I'm starting to, I interviewed Francis Ngannou. He's the UFC heavyweight champion. I interviewed yes. his, his his head coach. He came on this show in here, like live in person a month before the fight and said, "Wow, when Francis knocks you, touches you, he's going to knock you out. I clipped that, put it up as my first NFT, but I created a beautiful set and I made it unique. And once I posted it, I, as soon as I posted it, I realized, okay, now the hard work starts. And that's when I started DMing people. But what I realized, and this is the key, is I just don't care for the sale anymore. I am not even, I don't even care at all if I sell it or not because I see everybody on Twitter getting consumed in this. And I realized to myself, if I think about, if I so much as think about a dollar sign and I put that energy out to someone, it's going to turn them away. No one wants that. So I realized from, for these people and I, this is not a legit blueprint, but what I, my opinion on this is you cannot even think about money. You have to focus on getting better. That's it. That's, that's what I learned from this. So I was going to ask you what advice do you have to a lot of young artists getting in this game? How do they make their pieces last? Yeah, I think the first thing I think I would
1: say is you, you should have a unique style and you should try to copy others. i what I do see a lot of is new guys posting pieces, and it's very similar to they're trying to target styles that are already selling, um, very similar to existing artwork out there. And I think for me as a collector, it's like, okay, I've let's say I collect a, a few pieces from this one guy, which is like a cyberpunk theme or, or a space or astronaut theme, and then I see someone else do it trying to do something similar. That for me, for me as a collector, that doesn't make me want to buy someone else's thing just because it's the same theme or same style because I already have my guy who was the original guy or the unique guy in the same style so I think trying to find some way to come up with something unique something that's going to differentiate yourself and, and make yourself stand out from from others whether it's the story behind your piece whether it's you know making things interesting with animation or music or or the genre whatever it is I think you need to have um a unique style the other thing I would say is like anything really in life a lot of this game is really about networking it's about doing being recognized within the community as someone who's being helpful someone who's adding value someone you know having relationships with existing collectors and and not you know i get i get a lot of dms on twitter and i get a lot of people coming to me just like saying hey check out my artwork here's a link and you know and don't get me wrong like i i respect the hustle i know you know i know you've got to get out there and, and do your stuff but it's difficult for me to look through hundreds of just links of stuff. And and I think a, a different way to maybe get yourself noticed is, you know, not maybe not instantly minting your work and out there trying to sell things immediately. Maybe it's just trying to get to know a bit more about the space, speak to the collectors, find out what people like to to invest in. There's there's so many ways this space can be improved from a logistical standpoint, from an um, from a promotional standpoint. You know, and I can there's so many things that I can think of every day. I'm like, oh wow, it'd be cool if we had this or this or this. And they're very simple things to do that. Just take a bit of time. So I think for for new artists, just recognizing what the existing problems are and trying to find ways that you you've added value to the community or, or, or figured out something that um classes yourself as, as a steward. I think you then have a reputation. Then people will, in turn will want to own your art. Like right now, a big a big um, a big theme has been people wanting to own OG art. People want, wanting to own art from yeah. the people who found them founded the movement in 2017,
0: 2018 Moon cats cyberpunks stuff like that, right?
1: Yeah, cyberpunk. but even in, in the art world, you have, um, you know, people like Xcopy, oh, yeah. um, uh, uh, hacker Hakatao, like like very coveted artists who've been in the space for, for two or three years, but they, they have that reputation because they recognize the people who really founded the movement and put time and resources into building it and, and promoting it. And I think there is, like, you can't come in and be an OG, but I think there are areas for improvement that you can come in and do something for the community. Which then gets you recognized okay this person's a little bit different you know this isn't just some guy sending me a link to his profile saying hey buy my art this guy's like actually thought about how this industry works and how this community can grow and and how it can be beneficial for collectors and artists and try to do something to, to to help that and it's like you know what okay like i i actually respect what this guy's doing and um you know suddenly his artwork is more valuable to me because like it's you you're buying into the artist as much as you are the artwork
0: yes so that's what i was going to actually lead into when you said that um you though so from what i got from what you just said is uh, it's great to have this talent but a lot of artists do so you have to focus on the marketing and networking as well and in, in that retrospect do you have any um words of advice because i actually do want to get into how you got into this space originally in january because it's unusual for someone to get into the space and become a collector and and to make these connections this quick. Um, so I would like to ask you, but before we, uh, before we get there, what tips do you have in this net, uh, networking aspect for, for young artists? Because I agree with what you said, like my number one thing and what I said, was, I just don't want to, I don't want to sell my, I don't even care about the sales anymore because I'd rather make connections and get to know my community. I'm a podcaster first and foremost, not an artist that comes second. I'm not, um, I'd rather make these connections than try and, and, look for dollar signs. I feel like that, that hurts a brand. So what advice do you have for young artists to gain these connections and to not come off as spammy? I think you
1: I think you just gotta be, I think you have to be entrepreneurial and creative and just create something that people, and I'm not talking about creating a piece of art, I'm just create something that people will want to look at and want to, and find interesting. And I don't know, like get together like a load of 10 collectors to, and five ethereum each and start an art competition or something like that just something that's um inventive you know that's different that will get that will turn people's heads and open people up people's eyes and it may not be um you know the fact that the initial thing may not be you selling your artwork but i think if you're recognizing in the community and doing something to help the community and, and create an inventive idea people will you know it's it, it just all comes together people will start following you, you become recognized in turn people will start looking at your artwork and um, you know, part, part one of the things for me as a collector is I, I, if I think the artist himself it has the potential to be big, then I know that his artwork in turn, as a derivative of, of him, will, will have a ton of value. So you know, if you can see people write, like doing things for the community and thinking of interesting ideas and, and start to rise that way, rather than rising from selling their artwork, then that in turn, I think, gives their artwork more value
0: and, and, and will give more eyes to it as well. So it's kind of like a stock in a way, like you're you're buying the stock. You know, that's really a a really
1: amazing way to put it. I do think if you view yourself, the artist as a company and your art as your stock and you try and manage your, your business, if you like that way, um, you know, I I think you would be very successful. And I actually think if you look at the best artists, that's exactly what
0: they do. So number one, do you think that it's um, so before I get even to that side, I want to know how you got all this knowledge and all these, how shortly of a time you got into this space. What made you get into this space in the first place?
1: Yeah, you know, it was really, um, I think I, I came into the beginning of this year and I was like, okay, I need to get involved in, in crypto because something that I've missed and something that I've overlooked a lot. Um, and I, I did it with a friend, a good friend of mine who's also a, a, a large collector um, and he started... To be honest with you, he started just looking into the NFT world. And he he is someone who's invested in wine in and was looking at investing in physical art. Um, and he came into the crypto art world. And he he uh, you know he um, he made a couple two or three investments very early, and and the return on them was huge. It, it was it was it was very large. And he also seemed to have integrated himself into the community and and got to know the artists very well. So he you know he was telling me for weeks and weeks you should look at this you should look at this and I never did um and then you know one day he told me he bought the piece for 19 grand and someone bid him 250 grand for it in the space of three weeks
0: <laughs> oh,
1: what a and, convincing and, and, point <laughs> and, and by the way that's that's nothing compared to some of the returns yeah, people made out there but as soon as he told me that I was like okay I need to I need to get my shit together and, and um, um, excuse my French uh, and, no, and start, no, no. start. like the French. Keep going <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, and start looking at this. So that was really it. it all happened very quickly, and I've you know, I've been doing this for maybe a month and a half, and it feels like a lifetime. Really, like it's it's really consumed up a lot of time. But I've gotten to know so many different artists, collectors. I've really learned a lot about the space, and you know, there's there's not a shadow of doubt in my mind that it is the future and um, every day I'm just more convinced that it really is the, the future of, uh, of the way I think the world's going to work.
0: And now speaking of the future, um, I actually want to go into something because you had, you said that you can really go down the rabbit hole in this if, if you want to. What do you think, What's your opinion on virtual worlds and the metaverses? Because art seems to be very incorporated into them. Do you have any knowledge or light on that in that topic? Um, yeah, I've actually I've spent time looking at the
1: central lands, crypto voxels. Um, you know, I, I've, I, I di- did, I did buy some land in crypto voxels. I, with Decentraland, I, I figured the best way to invest there was to, to buy mana, which is the, the coin that you could just buy on any exchange. Um, I do, I've been trying, I myself have been trying to understand the space better and you know, there was a large piece of land bought on Decentraland actually yesterday by, by two large collectors. And I think the idea that many, you, you have a, you have different types of collectors and there is a breed of collectors who will just, buy stuff and they will not sell it, they will hold it. And people have people's mark to market and 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 values they can monetize some of this artwork out are insane, but they will not sell it. And so I spoke to some of these guys and I was like okay, well what's your plan? It's like, well we're gonna I'm gonna build a gallery on the metaverse and I'm gonna display my artwork there. And that's the plan. And so I you know there it is, I think there is a future in it and I, and I I think people will want to do that. I think people involved Will want to have a profile on on a, you know on some kind of VR platform and you know will probably pay to go to a gallery and see this kind of these you know see real coveted coveted artwork and you know you can run events at these galleries virtual events. I do actually really see it and it's not something I would have said if you asked me this question in November or December. I would have said no, actually I don't see it, but I do I do really really see it now. Like speaking and being in this community, I can completely see virtual world, demand world and attraction for it virtual world 100 100
0: so uh, I mean, the way,
1: go ahead the, the way i've been able to connect with so many people across the world i've never had these this is so corny to say no go i've ahead. never had these connections with any with anyone it's like you're, you're suddenly connecting with all these different people virtually um in all these new creative ways and it's it's, it's fantastic you, investors are making money out of it it's giving artists and you know a new shot at, at, at Um, you know, earning more money or being in the limelight or another um, mechanism by which to promote their work. Um, And the virtual worlds are just the final piece of the puzzle really that brings all these people together in in one room, if you like, or in in one event.
0: So uh, it's, I actually couldn't agree more. Uh, My i'm actually very excited this upcoming week i have the interview coming out with the CEO of somnium space that's the vr virtual oh, wow yeah, yeah that's yeah th- that's the one and that's actually the one i decided i was going to make my second piece on just because he's a really good guy i didn't even know he was just very uh nice to me but i very much noticed what you said about the art gallery thing um that's been my plan i, I had this plan is i want to buy a piece of land in these virtual worlds but i want to build a movie theater and I want to debut yeah. my podcast in this movie theater and have an art gallery of my pieces on the side. So, so
1: that's a great, that's honestly, that's just a great, that's a great idea and a great use of, of, of the VR space. I really think that is, I think.
0: You um, think the yeah, movie think theater s- idea is a good idea?
1: It's a really smart idea. I, I actually really, I can see, I can see you saying, hey, I have this podcast debut premiere. This yeah, time, but- <laughs> insomnia space, everyone come like, I can see people doing that because it's like a cooler way to just watch something, watch YouTube. That, yes, it's like a that's, cooler, and more interactive way to watch
0: YouTube. I'm, I'm trying to navigate, just like you, I'm trying to see what works right now. I, I'm not, as I said, I'm not really, I'm trying to keep my expectations low. Um, that is my number one goal for this year. Um, and I'll actually, but transitioning, I want to get into your collection. Um, I spent some time with yeah, yeah. your collections um the first piece i want to start with is a moonlight shadow you just i don't know when you bought this piece but i i looked at it it was absolutely insane it was amazing and it was listed for 50 ethereum so how did you get to come across this piece and and what did you look for in this piece when you got it
1: yeah so it it actually started off this was the i believe the third piece i collected from the artist mbsjq um who i i would probably say is, is definitely one of my Definitely, if not my most favorite artist, one of them. Um, and when I started looking at art, when I started trying to figure out what I wanted to buy, the first thing really is just what do you like? You know, what do you? I would never buy something that I wouldn't be happy to own forever. Um, and you know, some of that, some of my gallery, I've I've bought stuff, I've sold stuff, but there are pieces by artists that I just want to keep forever and and have in my digital gallery in the future, or you know, be able to display in my home once once that technology is up and running and. The piece in mean, my like Shadow, I think, is really a, an amazing piece because, um, you know, um, M- MBSJQ, who, by the way, he has a um, he has a nifty gateway drop on the on the fourteenth on, on Wednesday next week, where he has four um, open edition pieces and one 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 piece, um, which I'm really excited about, super excited about. Do you and you this have is, to get think, there
0: really early. Do you have to? Sorry to cut you off. Do you have to get to these drops like early to get the pieces, or is it?
1: So the way that open editions work is you have a six minute window to buy. Um, as many as you want and that's the uh, at the end of the window that's the total amount that's been been minted so after that no more of those pieces will be minted and then the oh okay that's the way it will work and then then they'll have a one-on-one which is which is just one original piece that only one person can own so you know his concept here is that and it's it's actually a really beautiful collection he's put together um with four you know super eccentric colors on the four individual um open edition pieces and then he had this one uh unique one-on-one piece which he actually created with his daughter which is which i thought was quite nice and there's multicolored animated it's a really beautiful piece so the idea really is only there's only going to be one person who can own the four open editions and this one unique piece um which i think really gives it um it'll really be something spectacular to own in people's galleries but you know i love this guy's stuff he's a he's I love for me the theme that I really like is the cyberpunk or astronaut space theme the futuristic stuff I, that's the stuff I just aesthetically um is very pleasing to me I think the way I see it is like a, it's we're all talking about the future and this is like futuristic psychedelic worlds that you know we're never maybe we won't be in but we all dream of being in and that's the stuff that really speaks to me and I think this is there's there's every artist out there works really hard um and he's he is definitely one of them. I've, he's up twenty four seven, promoting, making art, um, and he's. I think, and this is my point on the community. Either, he's. You can be anyone in this community, whether you're a brand new artist, brand new collector, zero followers, and if you message this guy, this guy has fifteen thousand followers on Twitter. If you message this guy and ask him for help, he will respond to you and he will help you out. And that's why I think he's so popular because he's consistently contributing to to the community. And that, for me, is someone who I want to be invested in.
0: So you believe in his stock. You believe in his passion, like his authenticity.
1: I, I, I really do. I think, he, I think that that is that's what you want to be doing. He's someone who's been successful, but he's giving back. He's he's always giving back to the community by not even just by words of advice. Like he even every week he gets his daughter to pick a piece, and then he'll buy that piece, which I think is really amazing. He's he's oh, that's even so cool. It's yeah, it's really nice. So- and like that's for me, that's my. Thing, you know for, for this community to succeed people need to successful people need to be giving back and here's someone who is actively doing that so
0: and i want to go into more of uh, your collection i saw when i was looking through it you have a just like you said earlier in the show it's not one theme you have a wide variety of of, of pieces so i was just gonna because i looked through your super rare collection what do you yeah. look for in these pieces they're so different you just look for the most unique pieces in the unique niches
1: yeah i mean it's funny that you say they're so different because I actually I actually view them as quite similar. Oh, really? So so that's I think that's just a testament to how people can interpret art differently. But,
0: yeah, um, that is true. Mm-hmm. I,
1: th- I think the things that I like are colors. Like, I like vibrant colors. I love, like, cyberpunk dystopian themes, like, um, different worlds. Uh, and, like, I was like... And a lot of these... I guess if you see probably most of my pieces you can see they're, they're set in like another world so we, we talked about mbs JQ, but dan Giers is another guy where you know all his things are, are set in this kind of like ghost in the shell futuristic kind of dystopian world um or even if you look at the um um if you look at the artwork of Coldy, it's set in these like um like in, industrial kind of like 2d 3d style worlds where you can be like okay, i can just see myself in in this different like old like parallel universe like that's that's when i look at something it's like oh i'm like getting absorbed into this world and that's kind of the way i i, I view it and that's kind of i suppose that's why i, I bought those pieces but i don't know I, I think um uh i think i would say they're a similar theme but that's probably just my own personal interpretation of it
0: so I, I, I want to get into the pricing aspect of pieces for young artists, um, yeah. just because, as I said, from my perspective, again, I'm, I'm very good at keeping a level ahead, but I got some comments and some thoughts on on the pricing of my piece. So I, I needed to ask someone for advice. What is yeah. your thoughts on, on the pricing for young artists? I priced my piece at, at 10 Ethereum first. As I said, I don't really care for the sale, but I had a couple of uh, people laugh at me and, and insult me and say stuff because they didn't think that I was at the level. Granted, they were just joking, but they didn't think I was at the level. So then I was wondering, how do you price? What is a logic for a young artist going into this when they mint their piece? Like, what do you suggest in terms of pricing? Do they go high or low?
1: I think when you, if you are starting out with a new piece, I think you need to start low to gain. I mean, this is, if I was starting out, if I was an artist starting out a new piece, I think I would have to start low to gain, to gain some interest because I think if you start too high, you price yourself out. Now it's different if you are, if you're already an established artist in your, in your physical field or, or whatever field you've been in, and you enter the market, you already well known, you enter the market then, then maybe you can have a, a, a higher pricing point. But I do think you need to start low to have some interest. And, you know, one way to do it is to have an auction process. You can, start low with a with a low reserve price and then you can set the process of the sale to be an auction um, and then you really can 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 judge and, and see what people are willing to pay for it but I think to gain interest I think to gain interest as, as a new um, as a new artist you you probably are required to start low
0: okay and do you I, I heard, also heard that scarcity is huge so I was thinking since I listed this at 10 ethereum and I I, I wanted like I, I was looking for advice I was thinking, okay, if I need to start low, I was going to start a new collection and, and go low. Do you see that as a necessity? How often do you think people should post, though? Because someone else said scarcity is a big driving factor.
1: Scarcity is extremely important, and it's something that is I see debated on on Twitter almost daily. Um, uh, you know, I think I think it's a very delicate subject because, look, if you're someone who's new into the space and you don't have a reputation, you can't um, you can't just Post one piece and then post nothing. Like you know, you need to get yourself out there. At the same time, if you're if you started selling pieces and then you just keep minting multiple things every week, your collectors are gonna be like, okay, well, this kind of sucks. Like um, you know, this guy's just um bringing out tons of things. So my advice is to do is to follow um the methods of people who've been successful. And one of them, one of the guys to look at obviously is, is Beeple, probably the most famous digital artist right now. And the way he does it is he has, the guy has literally had a piece every single day for God knows how long. But he doesn't years. mint, yeah, 13 years ago. He doesn't mint every single piece. You can't buy every single piece. So what I would do as a new artist is I would just put out put out regular content there, but don't put it out for sale. Just be like, hey, this is a piece that I made. This is the story. Oh. But don't mint it. Don't put it for sale. And then you know, pick one thing or pick a couple of things that you will mint. Pick, pick one thing, mint it it sells great post a few different pieces get your stuff out there so people like if your artwork is good you you will have views you'll have demand for it and people like oh this is cool I really like this I like this I like this and then you make your next piece and if your stuff is good enough you've probably built up so much interest in the two-week period let's say where you've been posting pieces that people have actually liked but haven't been able to buy that when you bring your next piece that that you can that people will actually buy there's real demand for it because you've you've then done the promotional activity but you haven't overloaded the market with pieces available for sale so and you as an artist as the only person who can control that and see people do it really well you see people do it poorly see people want to you know make the quick money and and make as much as they can in a short space of time which is fine but you know if your if your stuff is good and you have faith in your artwork and faith in your ability um you can just see how much you know how successful some of the artists have been and and there is no there really is no limit to um to how um, how much you can achieve from limiting your supply in that
0: way so I'm, i only have two more questions here for you i don't want to keep you too long but i wanted sure. to ask you um as you know i'm, I'm a different type of uh, uh, newcomer in this space so you just said right now like you should go for if you're not you don't want to mint every piece would you let's say you post a variety of pieces and then on the second week you'll mint one of them um so for me to replace those pieces since i'm a i'm also a podcaster i just I would, uh, for example, clips of my certain of certain episodes count to build intrigue and then uh, I'll post a piece of art. Or do you think that I need to like really focus on art and post art all the time?
1: I think I think you can you can post you can post whatever you want. And but you should you just use you. You actually hold. And in this digital age, we have so much information, statistics like number of likes, number of views, Um You know, followers like these are all stats that in the digital space you can actually see. You can't; it's difficult to track these things in the physical space, right? So, as an as an artist or a creator, you you should use these things to your advantage. And you know, post different pieces of content over a two week period, see what you get the most comments on, see what you get the most likes on, see what you get the most views on. Then you know, you know the stuff that people like and people want, and then use that to your advantage. Mint the thing that people want, and. It'll give you an idea on pricing point as well. If you want to mint something that was less popular, then maybe you need to have a lower pricing point for it. Like we have so many stats and numbers and data available to us now in this age, and they're there to be used. And I, I don't think people use them enough. I think people, Shigh people yearn. That. Well, I think people yearn them. People it's like, I want followers. I want likes. Yeah. I want this, but at the same time, okay, you want all the stuff, but just look at what you have, look at the data and be smart about it
0: use it to your advantage. So thank you for that, sir. Um, I was going to ask you, Mr. OSF, you've been in the space for, you said a month and a half. It's been a short yeah. time. You've built a brand. You've gotten, collected quite a, a great collection. What are your own, uh, to end the show, personal goals in this space going forward? Do you have any large aspirations yourself that you want to achieve within the crypto space?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think in the art world, I would like to be someone that contributes to the community. I have, you know, one thing I've noticed is there is a ton of amazing artwork out there. Um, by artists who are not recognized or not in the top one percent of people who are selling for a large amount so you know i want to do something to try and get some of the some of these guys a bit more recognized and i have um i have a uh a few ideas in mind something that maybe i'll be i'll be coming with in the next couple of weeks or so to, to try and get some of these guys more recognized but you know i'd like to be seen as someone who's contributing to to the community and and helping develop profiles of of, of artists and Look, at, at the end of the day, I'm 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 investing in stuff. I, I want to make a return on the stuff I invest in. Um I, I'd like to think that I would own some pieces that I will just hold forever and 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 I will never sell. Um I'd like to think there are some pieces I will buy and I will sell at a profit. And that just enables me to put more back into the, the space and invest in artists who who haven't been recognized. Um, but yeah, I just like it's, it's, it, it when I first came into it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna you know, invest a, invest a bit of money, make a quick buck and then leave. But here I am, I've been, I've gotten so sucked into it that it's actually something that I really enjoy doing that I genuinely care about. And I'm invested in um, not just financially, but, you know,
0: em- emotionally. <laughs> emotionally,
1: maybe, Yeah, maybe it's a, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but let's go with emotionally. No, um, I, I, because I, I,
0: I very much agree. And just in the sense of of what I what I'm taking from what you're saying is um the number one thing in this space is is defi- is community it's really a community yeah. and and i think that if you don't have um authentic intentions like if you are in it for a quick buck the community will spot you they'll find you
1: a hundred percent and you know there, there are people out there who do that kind of thing and um they get very quickly found out so you know it's it's fine like everyone is everyone is entitled to do what they want with with their money and 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 what they want and how they use it, but um, for me, it's I, I would like to find ways to contribute, which which aren't just you know buying art, like like you know be be creative and find other ways to to do things. And uh, I hope to. I'm still very new in the space, but I hope I'm I'm able to do that um, in uh, in the future and in coming weeks. To be honest with you.
0: Well, Mr. Uh, I keep referring to you as Mr. OSF, just because I feel like that's I li- the most problem, I, like right? yeah. I like it. <laughs> so I like it. So I really just want to let you know, uh, I actually really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. I know you didn't have to. So for me, that's what means a lot, because as I said, I'm trying to grow myself too. But more so than that, I really appreciate the words of advice. Um, I'm very new in this space and I have many ideas, but this interview what I, helped me out more than my network just because... Like now, I know exactly what to do, what to look for, and number one thing is that I'm focusing on is networking and being authentic. You know, no, no bullshit like that, like the negative stuff. Yeah. But yeah, thank you so much.
1: Agree. No, thanks. Uh, thanks a lot for your time. It was uh, it was a pleasure, and I, I hope, it was, uh, hope it was hope it's hope it's useful and uh, gives a good insight into the uh, the art world.
0: Yeah, it was. I know you're busy. I'm not gonna bother you, but I probably will DM you like sometime this week. I have just one course, interesting man, idea yeah. I've had. Uh, for for young artists um, because you said something about undiscovered artists I was thinking about just doing an episode um, five artists 10 minute segment for each one where they come on and they tell their story but they're undiscovered artists and I was going to run like a hundred dollars of ads on it and get just their name out there so if you ever have like some undiscovered artists that I would love to do a, a segment on them really quickly
1: yeah that's a that's a great idea really great idea I think yeah
0: of course thank you so much I really appreciate you all right, sounds good, man. Have a have a good rest of your day. Hey, be safe, sir. Yeah,
1: you too. Have a good one.